Hi, welcome to MedTech for Beginners, the place to come if you want to know more about how to bring new health and care innovations into the UK market. Hi, welcome to MedTech for Beginners. This is Kate Pym, Managing Director of Pym's Consultancy. And today I am talking to Achla Patel. Achla is a founder and managing director at Entech Health. And we have known each other since 2015 and have done some work together in her field of expertise, which is Achla. Entech Health, could you just describe the space it works in? Of course. Um, Hi, Kate. Pleasure to be here with you in this conversation. So, yes, as Kate mentioned, my name is Achla Patel. Um, I'm Managing Director at Entech Health. Um, Founded the company back in the early days of digital health in the UK. That was back in 2012. And what Entech Health has been focused on is really bringing and enabling health innovation through technology solutions. We've been focused in a particular area, which is wound management, wound care. Um, Many people may know of it from outside. Um, As you get deeper into this world of wounds, there are things like leg ulcers, diabetic foot ulcers, you realise it's a major, major part of healthcare delivery. So um, yeah, very interesting field. So that's been a key focus for us. Now, thinking about what you said at the beginning was how you came in at the early days and helped to digitise wound care management. And, you know, why does this matter? Why does digitisation and med tech matter to the NHS? That's a really key aspect, isn't it? When we enter these fields and we hope to partner and bring success for our customers and ourselves as a business the purpose the why is really the crucial bit so I'm really pleased you've asked that question the reason I think med tech and digital health tools really matter matter even more now looking ahead is that it's recognized now that we have to create sustainable healthcare systems. And that's really around how can we be more efficient? How can we be more cost effective? How can we use tools and interventions that are evidenced well, so that every pound, every dollar spent really does deliver a desired outcome in a given time frame. So what digital and med tech enable is really to support health professionals and patients now increasingly take control of that health pathway. So for example, in diabetes foot management, we've enabled a digitization of diabetes foot pathways. And that's meant quantified data on how a wound is healing. And it gives both the professional, uh, the health professional and the patient um, real concrete evidence that you know they're going to be getting healed they're doing better and that intervention is working so it's about these clever smart tools and there's a whole array you know it could be a mobile app in terms of med tech these days that's very very key on and and growing Um, or it could be a specialist camera Um, software is a key component you know well-validated well-built secure software data management, all those aspects come into it. So it's new, it's enabling new ways of doing things. 
and getting better outcomes at lower cost. Thank you ever so much for that, Ashla. And and thinking about the other interviews that I've been conducting recently, I think you're quite a lot further on with your business. So how did you establish, am I doing something that my customers want rather than something that I want to do that I think my customers would benefit from? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. You're right. I had been already in the wound care industry with the leading dressing uh, technology manufacturer, British one, and had a really fantastic learning foundation there and had worked with a lot of frontline, you know, tissue viability nurses, district nurses, uh, service managers. And one of the things they all grappled with is an overburden of paperwork you know, just creating those wound assessments and trying to get a real handle on how well the wound was progressing was all paper-based, labour-intensive. So when I did come across the silhouette technology with the RANS Medical, it was such an absolute hallelujah moment for me, you know, thinking this really addresses what we need in the marketplace. So very quickly, I then established a few conversations with leading experts, key opinion leaders back in the NHS setting who I'd known for a long time. And literally, I remember having all sorts of meetings, including one at King's, which was literally in a small cupboard filled with six podiatrists, you know, saying, what do you think of this camera and software, you know, the way images wounds, quantifies the healing and gives you a report. And they all went, can we have it like today? You know, can you leave this kit behind today? And I thought, right, we're on to something very, very important here. So I think the key thing I would say to your listeners, to your audience is absolutely validate that what you have or what you're about to bring to the marketplace, you know, does it really address an unmet need? And importantly, will people pay for it? I know some early market entrants gave away specialist cameras and software and I was under pressure to do the same. But really, my motto is if you can't convince somebody to pay something, they're not really appreciating the value, especially in in a business to business environment. You know, it's not a friend's favor. You are looking to change their lives uh, along the journey. You need that commitment. So I think definitely confirming the unmet need. And because of my previous work and career in med tech and pharmaceuticals, I think the other edge that perhaps I had at the beginning was I realized it's not just about getting the adoption, it's about evidencing the impact of that adoption. And if you recall, that's from something you and I started to work on back in 2015, when um, we worked with the South Derbyshire team on enabling the MDFT model there. And we worked with the East Midlands AHSN to evidence that particular adoption of Silhouette and the impact it had. Um, So I think, yeah, Make sure it's really addressing that unmet need. Start thinking early about how you're going to evidence it to show the impact. Yes, because it's all very well and good to have one really enthusiastic customer that thinks it's great. But unless you can explain to others why they think it's great and how great it really has been, you're not going to spread that, are you? You're not going to take it anywhere. So, again, 
we've got longevity now um, with Entech Health. You've been in the market for quite some time, and that in itself is a success. How do you think you achieved your success to date? Thanks, Kate, for that recognition. You know, it's been a very rewarding journey, but certainly challenging. And I think to your question around critical, you know, success factors, what's enabled or allowed the success? I think one is taking a long-term view. I think it's a mindset. Once you know you've got something of value for an unmet need, it's it's knowing this is going to take time. I think things have accelerated in med tech and digital acceleration since COVID pandemic, but before then it was an incredibly slow road. I'm glad to say there is a better pace, particularly in the NHS and rest of the world now, around the value of adopting these tools, digital tools. I think key one, apart from having the right technology that's future-proofed, is thinking from a mindset point of view, just going back to that, is it's going to be a marathon, not a sprint. So everything you do, think long-term. And for me particularly... A mantra I've always had throughout my career and my business is the success will come through finding like-minded people and building really positive relationships, you know, whether it be with your supplier network or your customers or, or their customers, their patients. So that's really paid dividends because I think people need to feel once they take a risk of doing something new, do, adopting a new practice, they need to feel They can trust you to be there for the journey. And I think that's led to our success. I think the other factor coming back to the people element is champions, finding your clinical champions. Not everybody is an innovator when it comes to changing practice and adopting digital tech. And I would say probably, you know, our experience has been every, every 10 prospects you work and engage with, perhaps one will really come through in a period. So you're incredibly busy finding those clinical champions, the innovators that feel the pain and want to address it with you, you know, feel the pain of the current way of doing things and want to have the vision, have the vision with you. I think there are a couple of key things that come to mind. Yeah, and and thinking on what you were saying there about those individuals, I mean, we're talking to clinicians and asking them to sit down and spend time with us, to look at additional data with us, to map patient pathways with us, to attend meetings. There's an awful lot of commitment that we are asking for. You know, it does have to be an incredibly strong relationship for them to trust an external commercial partner to give them that time, I think. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, th- I think that sums up really well, Kate. Um, you are asking for a lot of commitment, right? And they don't have masses of additional time for additional activity, you know. So I think it shows if a person you've approached signals they're interested and they, you know, I, I had very open conversations about what will the change path look like you know what will it mean what will it mean for their teams and I think that helps understanding the psychology of change and what they'll have to lead is important and that that knowing each other's worlds and perspectives helps it's not transactional 
you know, it's really about transformation at many levels. Um, so that's important. And also, I think what you find with the clinical champions, you start to recognize their amazing attributes. You know, they'll be the ones who really get that they wake up every day to make patients' lives better. And you you feel that, you can sense that. And when you then have an additional solution to add to their armory, they get seriously excited. You know, there are times when I'm sort of saying, actually, to be realistic, I don't think we can deliver this in four weeks. You know, it's going to be four months because we've got information governance to cover. We've got the procurement pathway to sort out. But, you know, as clinicians, when you see that excitement and that hunger to start a project, you know, you've got something to build on and and, and work to. Um, And the other aspects is, if you recall, I mentioned about evidence, you know, if the champion understands the need for a good, robust evaluation of the impact of the change, that's another big bonus. I would say in, in the NHS, not every trust has that capability of evaluating well and you know it is a well-reported gap in the NHS and uh, academic health science networks have helped and also businesses like yourself Kate Pins Consultancy you've helped to show the way of how to build good evidence and I think that's a really important contributor to this space and I would say let's keep it simple it's not a clinical trial you're you're proving the impact of this med tech, because in the main, I'm talking about solutions that are in market, you know, they've been through all the regulatory approvals. We're not talking about the pre-market stage today. Once you have it ready, regulatory approved, it's about proving it in service, you know, at the front line. So you can keep your evaluation pretty straightforward with maybe sort of five things you might track, you know, staff satisfaction, patient satisfaction, um, has the outcome stayed the same or improved or, you know, God forbid, has it gone backwards, which obviously you don't want, but you do need to examine that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I remember sitting in a diabetic foot clinic and watching a very senior clinician trying to do everything that they possibly could to offload pressure on a diabetic foot ulcer and the way that they were sort of doing pulling things out of drawers and and doing everything they could to achieve an outcome for that single patient and I'm often in awe of clinicians and what they do and how hard they work and their commitment to their patients and somebody once said to me which I was absolutely overwhelmed with actually they said yes but I can only treat one patient at a time And what you do when you're commercial is you can impact on thousands of patients at a time. And so that, to me, is a a real privilege in what we do, because, you know, if you're introducing silhouette to a particular health environment, you can impact hundreds of patients in that environment, how their treatment is managed, how the people working with them can observe um, their improvements or they're not improving and how they can change their medication and their treatments more rapidly and make life better for hundreds of patients. And I, I think that's a real privilege to be in a position where we can work in a job where you can do that. that definitely. I, th- I think it is a real privilege. One of the key success factors I had is 
in the evaluations, as well as the kind of evidence around patient cohorts, we also got individual testimonials, you know. And one of the ones I wanted to kind of read out very quickly here was from a patient in that South Derbyshire model, which was one of our earlier successes, is the patient says, a lot of the guesswork is gone. That he's, re- he's referring to his tracking of monitoring of the healing of his diabetic foot ulcer. And he goes on to say, you know, you'll get one podiatrist saying it's healed up a little bit. And then, then the next time they'll say it's not healed up at all. So there was always that doubt. Now with this machine, he calls it, and that's the silhouette system, that guesswork is gone. And it's those kind of testimonials that really drive me personally and I think you kind of go right if we can scale that up to thousands of patients every single day then we're really adding the value and in wound care one of the other sort of offshoot things we realized not offshoot actually I talk about offshoot in terms of the new solution we developed but because of my work with teacher viability nurses and district nurses, we also realise as well as imaging and measuring a wound and tracking its healing objectively like that, quantifying it, one of the other things we spotted a gap in is health professionals, practitioners in wound care, it wasn't that easy to just kind of have top of your mind the trust policy around which wound care dressings to use, Their formulary listing was kind of in a booklet form. It wasn't digitized. So during this lifespan of Entech Health, we also developed a solution called the Wound Care Buddy app. And that's a platform that allows each trust to put in custom content of their formulary listing, all their protocols for different types of wounds, be it a granulating wound stage or a leg ulcer, and access their formulary listing all on a simple mobile app. And that's been adopted in community setting and adding value to the staff. I think that's the other thing I feel very passionate about is as well as improving patient outcomes is these amazing clinicians, how do we make their life easier? And I think digital has huge potential to do that. My dream in the next 10 years is can I meet a wound care practitioner who doesn't have to spend 10 minutes bemoaning the amount of paperwork they fill in and never see data back. My dream is, you know, in the next few years, I'll be meeting wound care practitioners who say, my goodness, you know, that data that we've built as an asset, I'm learning so much from it. And today I can tell you I've got a caseload of 80 patients that have healed within the 10-week target we set, you know, at the beginning of the period and and really get that joy from what they do do. Sometimes it's lost in all of the activity. So I think that's another key theme. Make sure what you're asking clinicians to do and health professionals do, you give them that joy back through your solutions. The enthusiasm about what you do is oozing out of you. So as you talk about it, and I'm thinking, it reminded me of my excitement Mm -hmm. of being able to say to a patient, this is how much your wound is getting better. You have been doing what what we asked you to this week, and can't we see the difference? You know, I think that's amazing. That is amazing because we forget that that wasn't available to them, that sort of visualised 
data on just a simple image that shows over time how it, the wound is closing and improving and that healing chart, you know, that they, they seem basics to me today, Kate, and thank you for reminding me because we do get that really great response from the patient, you know, ah, I, I understand now. And when they have that moment of, is my compliance making any difference, which is what you yeah. were talking about, there, it gets confirmed very, very well with this kind of data so that's that's a nice positive loop in terms of motivating the patient to continue you know either their offloading or their nutrition or uh, alerting if anything doesn't look uh, right yeah and, and also we're asking patients to do things which alter their lifestyles aren't we we're yeah. asking them sometimes we're asking them not to share a marital bed for example because of weight bearing issues on the mattress sometimes we're asking them like I say to offload and and not to stand up without crutches sometimes we're asking them to stay in a wheelchair when they feel they can walk and there's an awful lot we're asking of the patients who, without the evidence to back what they're doing, particularly if their wound is in a place they physically cannot see it, yeah. they just and 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 particularly when you're talking about diabetic patients, in some instances they can't feel it either. So it's a bit no, of an irrelevance you, to them. You, you're right. Yeah. So take the diabetes foot um, scenario where a patient has an ulcer on their foot mainly or their leg area or a patient suffering with venous leg ulceration. The health professional that we serve, you're absolutely right, over time they've been asking many things of the patient, but now because they can engage them in a chart on the silhouette screen, they can say, look, here's what we photographed last time, here's how it's looking two weeks on, and here's the healing chart, and it really does make a difference. So Again, it's about helping the health professional have that better conversation around the outcomes and owning the plan, the healthcare plan with the patient. Um, so, yeah, definitely that that's absolutely key. No, I totally agree. So one final question for you, which yeah. I like to ask. I try and ask everybody. I hope I've asked everybody. If you knew then what do you know now when you started your business what would you have done differently one of the things we tend to do as determined entrepreneurs is really go we've got the best thing in the world everybody's going to grab it and you kind of target certain areas and then it doesn't work you carry on kind of bang your head against that brick wall because you're so convinced of what you have but I think what I've now learned you know in my senior years is take a step back. They're not ready for various reasons. It's not that they're never going to embrace what you have. So yeah, step back easier and regroup. Re pivot, I think, is the modern, <laughs> you know, business business term. Pivot quickly, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for that, actually. I found today's conversation really, really interesting. And I think there will be several listeners that, especially if they're in the wound care field, who might want to get in touch. How can they contact you and find Entech Health? Sure. So we're on LinkedIn or we've got our website, entechhealth.com. Or you can email me directly at butchlerpatel at 
com. Fantastic. So that's Entech Health. E for Echo, N for November, T for Tango, E for Echo, C for Charlie. Entech Health. And this is Kate Pym signing off from Pym's Consultancy Limited, which is Papa Yankee Mike Sierra, pymsconsultancy.co.uk. And I hope you join us for our next interview and I hope it will be as interesting as this one. Thanks very much for joining us. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you found it both interesting and useful. Please feel free to message us if you've got any questions that you'd like to ask or any requests for future interviewees or any particular aspects of MedTech that you'd like to know more about. We'd be happy to include them in future episodes. Our email address is info at pimsconsultancy.co.uk. That's info at Papa Yankee Mike Sierra consultancy.co.uk or you can find out more about this podcast by visiting pimsconsultancy.co.uk forward slash medtech podcast until the next time bye for now